Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 398. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And Mako-chan is out tonight because of Con Crunch. Not Con Crud. That'll be ne- that'll be probably us next weekend, but Con <laughs> Crunch. So, I feel her. She's taking this time to get everything that she needs for the- for Zenkai Con this weekend. Meanwhile, uh, probably behind me, you'll probably see some of my stuff already. But there's a few things that I do need to handle. Uh, Theo in the chat is saying that we have a little bit of audio echo. Hmm. And and Con Crunch, not to be confused with any cereal, as it does contain non-edible glitter, hot glue, pain, sweat, and tears. Well, um, okay, I, the I, last three are only metaphysically metaphysically tasty. <laughs> we don't recommend them. <laughs> ten out of ten does not recommend putting those in inside your mouth and ingesting them. Well, I do. Like, want... mm, I can taste your tears. Delicious. Well, I, I, I'm just saying, I personally wouldn't wouldn't mind a box of Katsu Crunch, but I'd have to scratch it out and call it Zenkai Crunch. It's a nutritional part of a chaotic breakfast for the next four days. I I will miss it. I do like Zenkai Con, and I will miss it, be, well, mostly because of the donuts, but also because of you guys. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. we're definitely going to the... Uh farmer's market yeah make sure you get there before the staff does for the con or else they'll have bought out all the donuts again yes and i, and I will be and i will be not a sad panda but an angry panda i mean it's nice if you're a guest but i, I don't get well that take it on those poor amish people they don't know what the hell's going on <laughs> and and wild spice if you get down there before i do please please bring one to your old man okay Oh, sucky, sucky. She's going down Thursday. Oh, it's going to be a party. Oh, man. We are live tonight, week of March 19, 2019. We're here on Twitch TV. You can find us through Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's hosting us tonight. We really appreciate that. Um, We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. You can watch us at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Um... I have to set up uh, the restreaming if I can, so you can watch us from Facebook and other sites as well. Um, you can also find us on Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. If you click on that chat, that link, or if you find us there, all of the live shows have like a little channel. You can come by, hang out with us. We're cool. So, you know. Yes, I know, Wild Spice. We are a little sad that Ichigo will not be joining us, so... That'll be okay. Maybe next year. This year, I'm going to be in Japan the weekend after, so uh, sorry, you. guys. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> but I'll talk more about that on my weekend day. Some of us are kind of envious, but yeah, you know how it goes. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Good. For, some, for a split second, I thought my surface was having an aneurysm or something, so, you know. Anyway, we'll go around the room. How was your week? How was your day? Ari. 
Uh, well, today was payday, which Two. was a huge relief because when I went to bed last night, I had checked my balance and I had three cents to my name. <laughs> three literal goddamn cents. I know that feel. And, and we were talking about this earlier, you know, it's the only thing worse is when it just suddenly like dips into the negative and you're scrambling to move money into it before your bank goes, Oh, Oh, we have it. A negative balance here. Time for the overdraft fees. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. See, I, I, you know what I like? I like to call that. Kicking them when you're down. No, that... no. I call it bank math because they explain it to you. But as soon as you walk out of the bank, it's gone. It's like theoretically you check your account. You're over by like 20 bucks and you transfer the funds over, which covers everything. But because of the timing or whatever, you still get hit with the fee and you're just like, really? Well, numbers don't lie. <sighs> and uh, other than that, uh, what... let's see, what, what else did I do? I saw Captain Marvel this weekend. Well, how was Very it? glad I saw it. You know, it wasn't the best, you know, MCU movie, but still really enjoyable. That's what a lot of Though people it, are saying, and then people are pulling the whole, you're just saying because it was a woman female lead, and people are like, no, well, it just to, wasn't to that be fair, To be fair, like, I've never really been familiar with the Captain Marvel comic books. Right. But, you know, no, it was pretty enjoyable. Though it did have to deal with the, uh, someone, you know, dismissing the uh, catcalling scene as bullshit. As Oh, that doesn't happen to women. I'm just yeah, like. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I can think of a bunch of people on my Facebook page mm-hmm. who could, who would love to go. Let me tell you why that's bullshit. Yep. And uh, let's see what else is there. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Division Two. Oh yeah, how's that? Still, still working through the story mode. Oh, that's good. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I had a, uh, I trimmed the beard earlier today. I saw. But like literally a couple hours before going on because, you know, I was, I was getting tired of you know getting like food stuck in it you know random like things like making the mustache part all sticky disabling flavor saver mode <laughs> becoming but, one of the hags like but, the Raoul doll yeah and between that and uh finding a bunch of gray hairs in the uh undergrowth if you will i just decided to uh you know just get the, get the uh, electric razor and just shave it off and this is a uh number seven on it so it's like pretty high up there it's mm-hmm. all, it goes one to ten I may have been screaming about uh, traitors dying at like like dying a traitor's death. I can neither confirm nor deny. Right. Because I don't like seeing white hairs in my beard. I should just pluck them out when I can. So yeah, that's how shit's been going for me. That's good. I I, I was going to say something in regards to what you said earlier, but I don't remember. But whatever it is, it'll come back to me. Eh, oh well, it is what it is. All right. Um, Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well, uh, my week and day. So my week's been basically getting ready for this trip and uh, getting excited for it slash finishing up some commissions. Um, trying to wrap up everything before I leave and then going to Japan. So it's been a lot of planning that trip. And um, for those who are definitely 90s children, I'm sure you remember these fine fresh sports watches but yeah so i finally got myself a watch so we can be on time for the trains and stuff since we're going to be um 
since we're going to be in Tokyo, so we're going to be in a place where metros are the biggest part of transportation we use, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure we're on time for them. And then also, we will be at the Ghibli Museum, um, and also looking for some Totoro cream puffs and all that fun stuff, and I will definitely relay that to you guys after we get back. Um, but yeah, it's basically just been planning that trip, getting ready, and um, kind of making a few outfits, because obviously we're going to the areas in Japan um, that, that the fashion are kind of popular still. Harajuku really isn't the fashion street it used to be anymore because a lot of the kids got scared away. So they're in choir places like Hichijoji and, and a few of the parks. Um, so I'm going to be looking around for the rockabilly kids and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I'm going to go. And yeah, in general, I'm hoping it will be a super fun trip. Well, I know it will be, but uh, that's pretty much been weekend day so far. Hey, Ichigo. What? I, I hear Tokyo has a reliable mass transit system. Oh, really? I've never heard of that before. I, I, Neither I of you, be... have you, Rhonda? I saw your post earlier today, Rhonda. It made me laugh. But yeah, it's... no, I'm excited. But it's that. true, though. That's true. <laughs> I can hear our friend Howard just screaming at the MTA and shaking his fist at the sky. I, I, I just want you to know that it's been in the news the last few days about over by the 7 train. There have been pieces of the subway tracks falling onto cars. Well, shit. Uh, yes. At least on cars and not on pedestrians, but that's still uh, horrifying. It, 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 not just, in the cars? Not just on cars, but in the cars. Oh, through? Okay. Yeah, that's, the, yeah, the, that's this was about last week or two weeks ago. A big old girder beam just shucked its way right through somebody's window. God damn. Was, no, was the it's, okay, it's okay to drive over there, but just avoid where the 7, tra- seven train is. That's it. That's terrifying. Nobody got hurt, did they? No. Nobody Be safe, got hurt. y'all. And I'm just glad it didn't happen during rush hour because if, if that happened during rush hour, somebody got hurt, more people would be pissed about the fact that the train is delayed and people are going to be late getting to work, okay? Uh, of course and they would. And not just that, somebody would be suing the state. <laughs> well, yeah, because the MTA is a state uh, federally funded thing. So yeah, state yeah. So, um, my weekend day has been pretty good. Uh, last minute packing for the con and ordering stuff, so... I ended up getting a secondary clip-on, um, what do you call it, uh, tripod for the little webcam, because we will be doing streaming of some panels and events from the con, so that's going to be fun. Um, Maybe going through the uh, dealer's room, too? No, I don't, I, I doubt that. Ah. Don't have that much battery power. And also, some vendors really don't like video or photos of their booths anyway. Exactly. I got a new cable for my microphone, but it's eh, so I gotta send that back. Um, let's see. I started back to do some more photo editing, and I realized I'm like three cons away from from total completion before I work on my individual Yay! photography. So I will be working on photos from Otakon and Zenkai next week. So that'll be that'll be fun. And with the extra memory on the computer, it's going to be. The machine, everything's going to be processing a lot faster, and that's what I am very thankful for. And we were kind of late starting up because, I, oh, why did I do that? 
we were kind of late starting up because um, Skype didn't want to play well with, with sharing its uh, stream. So, you know, we kind of had to fix things. So it is what it is. Uh, I think that's been our weekend day. The fact that we're just getting prepped for Zenkai, if not Zenkai, Japan. Um, that's what Mako-chan is doing. So, you know, enjoy that. Uh, let's see what else. Housekeeping news. Uh, we're here on Twitch, 9.30 p.m. Uh, Tuesday nights from 9.30 to 11, give or take. Uh, we will be at ZenkaiCon this weekend. Uh, we, we will be trying to our best to stream Masquerade, some panels. Uh, we will be streaming the full frontal nudity, full frontal nerdity panel. Um, I believe we'll be doing the Saturday, the Saturday panel. I don't remember which one, but I have to check the uh, schedule. Uh, we'll be walking around, hanging out. I'll be doing whole photography. Ari will be roaming around doing reviews. Uh, Wild Spice will be hanging out doing photography. Uh, Mako will be hanging out. Uh, Chocola will be hanging out. So if you see us, just say hey, high five. We'd appreciate that. So, you know. Uh, we don't fight. Nah, well, unless you pay us to. <laughs> but what's kind of cool is the fact that I'm actually going to reconnect with a friend I have known for years. Um, we met at ShoujoCon 2002, I believe. And I was cosplaying Ranma, she was cosplaying Ukyo, and it's like we reconnected like three years ago through a friend, and what's funny is that I was looking at her photos, and there was this one picture of her talking about being a chatterbox, and I'm like, I remember that live journal icon, holy crap. Jeez. But, um, it's gonna be fun, she's doing Human Luna, I'll be Human Artemis, that's gonna be kind of fun, so look out for that. Um, I think that's it. Let's move along to the weekly shirt and plush. Um, this week, it's one of my yet another, yet another Sailor Venus shirt. <laughs> and I got this one right around the time of Pokemon Go. And also the fact that I actually saw somebody with a shirt similar to this, I think at Comic-Con a few years back. Um... And it says, Pretty Guardian Trainer Venus. And the creator just has one for, I believe, Mercury, Moon, Mars, Saturn, Pluto. I I believe some, but not all. So it's pretty cool. So I went out and got this because I don't really have a Pokemon shirt. But this is kind of cool. So I, I kind of had to have one. So, um, Ari, I see you're rocking uh, the Great Debates. Yeah, I'm going to straight to bed after this so i pretty much got a shower to help to uh, help wash off the rest of the stubble oh, and uh I get, yeah that's no problem yeah i'm proud of uh, this little piece of uh, merch i got yeah tell, what about oh yeah tell us about this that. is the philly tarot deck the what in the what yeah it's a uh, it was made by a local artist named james boyle it's still in the plastic wrap because i had it for about a week but i wanted to like do a thing where i like like open it and like react to like all the cards that are in there. <clears throat> it's pretty much exactly what. Oh fuck, that glare looked awful. It's pretty much what we mm. expect a uh, tarot, a normal tarot deck with all the uh, with the high arcana and like the number of cards and whatever being uh, Philly related things. 
Well, here's the. I, I got I got it off of a uh, Kickstarter. Yeah. Which I which I like jumped right on, and the tier that I got, <clears throat> you were allowed to uh, pick any three cards in the deck to get. It's like nice eight by ten prints. Yeah. Which I'm gonna end up putting up like framing and putting up on a wall. That's the ones good. I picked were, uh, King of Swords, which is Walt Whitman, in mm -hmm. this deck. Uh, Justice, which is. Jason Kelsey during his uh, Super Bowl parade speech, where he dressed in the mummer outfit and all that, for which to an outsider would look like Henry VIII at Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. And Death, which is gritty with a miniature penguin and a miniature devil chained to was like chained to a little uh, dais at his feet. Wow! I was <laughs> going to ask, was there a gritty card in there somewhere? Yep. The other choice I was going to have was The Fool, number zero, which was the Philly Fanatic. But I had to say no because the Fool, the the, the word Fool was spelled with the F. Mm -hmm. And because it's the Phillies and, you know, the way they like to do, they didn't spell The Fool P-H-O-O-L. So I had to say no to that. Mm. It was just one thing I know at the top of my head. I I haven't opened it. And it says uh, there's a guidebook in it, which tells you... Uh, like who's represented on each card. So, uh, you know, I'll have to go through that. Cool. Okay. Um, Ichigo, you got anything for show for uh, show and tell? I'm repping my own brand, wearing a, a dress with pockets that has witches on it, and then a lace coverall uh, by Strawberry Paper Doll. Yay! So uh, there you go. Uh, show up some, yeah. some of that amazing merch that you that you bust your tail on making. But yeah, just comfy, witchy, super fun. And the studio that's a mess. Yay! <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, and I guess for those holosexuals in our audience, working on a corset that's multi-chromatic and fun stuff, so. Hmm. Wait, I forgot, I forgot. The, uh, like, depth, like, Death is actually a Garon Pope. The devil is gritty. That's the one. I fucked that up. As opposed to him being Jesus. <laughs> You're gonna start Wild Spice up on that now. Mm. Oh, Wild Spice. If you look for a uh, Lady Lady Altara cosplay, you know Liz. She knows the joke. She knows it. So you guys can leave room for Jesus together. <laughs> is he going to take the wheel again uh i think so <laughs> jesus and there it is leave room for jesus there it is can't not have that <laughs> well you know what ichigo you know what i want you to do right now mm. put jesus up on the shelf for about a good 10 minutes that's what I i'm good i'm good I'd, I'd rather not. He, he's he's a creeper. Well, then put him up in the cabinet somewhere. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I gotta get the lever for it. You know, oh the, the CZW lever. Jesus! I, th I, was, I thought he was referencing um, uh, the Emperor's New Groove. Pull the lever, Kronk. Pull the lever, Kronk. Roll I was referencing uh, Botchamania and uh, the, the way they introduced the CZW skits is... Uh, I take on the Conan O'Brien Walker Texas Ranger lever. Mm. That's a series I need to rewatch, but 
Anywho, enough about that. Ichigo, our esteemed Goodwill Lolita ambassador of Anime Jam Session. And I kind of wish I had some classical music playing in the background. Oh my with goodness. Some, with some um, drums. Uh, yeah. I, I gave you a special report to do because I feel uh, you could do this a lot more justice than I could. As I like to call this segment, Scarving Scarves versus the World. True, because Tyler don't even get a break. Okay. because no, t- She does fight like Scott Pilgrim and win, except that Scott Pilgrim's an idiot. But no, yeah. So, so those of you who don't know who Scarfing Scarves is, if you are uh, interested, even just slightly in Lolita fashion or in AGL or in alternative fashion that is mostly kawaii or Harajuku based, um, it it's pretty much street fashion from Japan. And Tyler Willis, also known as Scarfing Scarves, is kind of our residential Lolita correspondent. I would say she kind of covers news that affects the whole community. And this isn't just like the local community. It's like the internet and the world Lolita community as a whole. And it mostly covers things in a group called Ruffle Chat. Because there's a lot of uh, tea to be spilled and drank um, in that group. So in this particular instance, um, she has gone through a lot of stress and um, issues with um, threats of legal takedowns and things like that from dealing with the issues from conventions like Anime Matsuri in Texas and uh, sexual assault allegations and uh, things of that nature. And now she's dealing with it again a year after this particular article was touched upon about a gentleman by the name of Kensuke Awai who has appeared to be using a local group to him to kind of court girls, sort of, maybe, into joining a group to give the image. I don't know. It just, it, it overall, the whole si- si- like the whole situation is just kind of skeevy and yeah. cringy and creepy. It's no bueno. So inherently, what occurred um, is that he sent, or his agent, sent a cease and desist of this video that's been up Um, under the terms of fair use because it uh, covers this topic of an allegation of sexual assault, um, primarily dealing with an incident that happened at a club called the Dekozi nightclub in Japan and uh, in Tokyo, where there was an instance of sexual assault that was reported um, dealing with... uh, a woman who was in his company. They went to the club together. Um, then she got really warm after a few drinks. She mm-hmm. went to the restroom to switch into a hoodie because a hoodie would have been more comfortable. As she was getting ready to leave the bathroom, um, it was recorded that uh, he approached her in said bathroom and unzipped her hoodie and began to inappropriately interact with her body in a non-consensual way. Um, was repeatedly told no, stop, and disengaged physically by the female, and still continued. Um, then was, uh, like, uh, reached, the, uh, after this basically was reported on, Kensuke was uh, 
reached out to by some from the community of Ruffle Chat to find out what his side of the story was. Mm-hmm. And he basically admitted to doing the actions. Um, in a, some screen caps that you can definitely see in Tyler Willis's video if you want to look up Rick Your What. In last week, Lolita News from February 4th of last year, you can see the whole video uh, concerning all of that and the screenshots, um, all the deets, all the tea, um, where uh, he basically states, uh, and this is his the quotes from the screen caps, um, gossip makes girls mad in reply to uh, being told basically what happened um, or being what was being reported. Gossip makes girls mad. Um, I hate gossip. I'm so sad. Some people like hating. I hope someone helped me. I, we enjoyed party in the club. We drunk and make some noise and enjoyed dance. Um, and then it went on to say things like, um, then I touched her, but she didn't like it. Yeah. And uh, it basically... In general, she tried to get away um, and basically incurred more inappropriate touching and harassment throughout the night trying to keep away from him because she didn't want to leave the club. Now, the details around that particular situation is it could have been that she he was her ride. It could have been any sort of situation. Um, and she didn't feel comfortable. Well, one, she's a drunk woman. Like, why is she going to leave a club? where there's public people around her. Um, and to, you know, it, it was a, such a wacky situation. I'm sure that she was in a bit of shock. Um, but yeah, so inherently that occurred. So Tyler covered that particular story. Um, and uh, similarly to the story about the Lees from last year, she was sent cease and desist. Mm-hmm. Um we aren't sure how that's going to progress as of right this second, but she definitely has the whole community at her back to give her the rampant support and love and good feels and good vibes and hope that she stays safe within this particular instance. And we hope that he does not get away with his um, alleged misconduct. And I thoroughly agree with that. I mean, from... From my understanding and what I got of the video and the explanations that I saw, it's basically what she did was she didn't call this guy out. She just basically reported what was happening. It's no different from watching a news broadcast. It's no different from Trump getting you know, butthurt over the news reporting about stuff that he's not that he can't do or can't pull off, you know? Christ on a stick. Yep, and even with slight miscommunications or like Maybe they're saying that a lot of it comes across as this guy trying to hide the information that's been out for a year. Mm -hmm. Like, if if you don't think someone in the community hasn't seen it, you're you're confused. You you got a miscommunication in your brain because it definitely gets posted to her page. It gets posted to Ruffle Chat. It gets posted pretty much everywhere anyone in the community would want to participate in. And... I'm honestly I'm putting the guy on blast pretty much. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, and I'm just disappointed because it was also like attached. He he is the he's the general manager and owner of a band, like a Japanese pop alternative band called Broken Doll, and also a J Fashion 
uh, brand called Broken Doll, but he also kind of led one of the community pages for Tokyo, which it also was super cringe fest creepy because it was basically him surrounded by females in alternative fashion. The page hasn't been active since August of last year. So, it, you know, it's one of those things, but it's also like their community was heavily affected. And so it kind of disappoints me because I was hoping to go over to that community and see the local communities and stuff like that. But there's really not a lot as a foreigner, because unfortunately he would use that group to kind of court foreigners to use it inappropriately. But I was hoping to find communities over there. I'm going to do a little more research. I mean, we're not going to have a lot of time to chill around, but the, peop the, the groups over there that are sincere and lovely, they're wonderful. Um, there's a lot of YouTubers and, and people out there that are great. But people like this just leave a black stain on the community that is just really skeevy and gross, and it doesn't make anybody feel mm -hmm. good. It, it, it kind of it comes with an aspect of, yeah, I, I did it. It kind of came like that, but I'm going to have this video taken down because I can do that, you know? He's trying to use, his, use what clout he has, you know? Basically, I think mm -hmm. what he's trying to do is use his copyright ownership on it yeah. um, because... It was a copyright takedown, from what I remember. Um, uh, not, and, well, like I, I'm gonna pull it up in the background because I don't think it was more of a. It was a cop, really. I don't think it was much of a copyright take takedown per se, but it's more like me, an invasion of privacy. That's what YouTube is saying. Yeah, and and unfortunately in Japan they have a lot of strict laws as far as using um, people's uh, image. And this is another reason why when you're in Japan and I've done a little bit of research on this because we're going to Japan is that particularly with people in crowds, they mm -hmm. don't have the same laws covering photography as we do here in the States where right. if you're in, a, in, in public, you know, it kind of covers you. If anyone in that crowd can basically be identified by their image, they could inherently sue you if it puts them in a bad light, like if you take a picture and then Kodak films or whatever, sees one of their employees getting drunk on the clock or whatever, then they'd fire them. And, and, and if that leads to negatives for that person, then they can come back and sue you for mm -hmm. it. But yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, this is a video that came out a year ago and the way, we're, the way things are going, it's like, is this video really, where does the laws apply at this point? Are, I mean, if the laws are what you say that they are, this would, uh, they would have, by Jap by laws of Japan, YouTube would have to pull the video. But, you know, I can understand well, if it was YouTube.jp, I could see that. But this is YouTube.com. This is an American, you know, company whose rules um, goes through, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and it is under fair use as far as it goes. So it, it is a matter of getting information out to the public that does affect the public good or yeah. bad. Mm -hmm. So so inherently, it should be... Uh-oh. Uh, working on it. Work, working okay. on it. Working on it. Working um, on it. It, it basically is because it's for the public good and because it is just stating general null, like factual information taken from... Not, I don't want to say verbatim, because I'm sure it's not exactly verbatim from the situation, but from the information that she has, it isn't false information, but it, if they get the wrong administer, like administrator mm -hmm. from the site, inherently it could be a privacy issue. Because she does have his 
image. She does have his name and a lot of his information out there. But that is the only thing I could imagine would cause the issue. But even then, it's hard. It's it's a really hard area because it could be an an instance of, because it is for the public good, they might just, like, let it slide. But at the same time, because, unfortunately, uh, with this... The culture of naming and shaming, while it can be a benefit, sometimes uh, bigger companies like YouTube and stuff like that see it as a negative influence. Right. So they might... there have been incidents of people jumping on the wrong person for when it turns out they they had absolutely no reason to jump on him at all. Like the Twitter, the tweet that was falsified for Tom Ford today, saying that he would never dress Melania. Um, that was false. Uh, for those of you out there. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think it's a kind of wait and see, but definitely if you're out there in the community and you want someone who is going to give it to you straight, maybe a little sarcasm, a little salty, because Mm -hmm. we all know Tyler likes to lay it down for you. Um, on a side note, I mean, one of the reasons why I like her videos is she, she, I'll straight up say, you know, even though I'm saying the way we do our show now, we try to cut, keep the cursing to a dull roar. She's just going to tell you the shit straight up. That's all it is. And that's why I like it. And more people need to do that. But that's a tangent for another time. Mm. But yeah, that about wraps it up here today for last week Lolita news coverage. I'm Ichi Ogami and I'm covering story for uh, Scarfix Scars and she's super awesome. So thank you, Tyler, for being an amazing, lovely person. And I hope in the future I get to meet you at a con sometime. Definitely. I honestly, I want to get her on the show. I I really do. She'd be really cool to interview, I think. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I want to interview her, talk to her about, you know, why she started this, uh, her, her channel, her campaign, her crusade against anime Matsuri, what brought this on and so forth, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm. Now... Did y'all just hear that? Hear what? Okay, good. Um, Something going on at uh, outside your place? It's not outside. It's upstairs. I think they were moving a cabinet or something, and I heard it. I just kind of were wondering or worried that y'all heard that it got picked up. So, yeah. Oh, no, it's good. We're good. Wonderful, wonderful. Bless I wouldn't really gods. be too worried until, unless people start screaming. Well, even then, I think the most y'all probably heard is the dog barking in the, in the, back, in the background. Nope, don't even hear that. No, I'm not talking about now, but in the past. Oh, okay. But from what I could tell, I think uh, the, the dog's inside or whatever. But speaking of changes and so forth, um, Anime Next, uh, one of our favorite conventions. Most of the time. Yeah. They updated their bag policy. Now, unless you had your head in the sand, a lot of conventions have been cracking down on bag checks and, and changing their policy because of thing because of stupid people doing stupid things. And because of the fact that people are doing stupid things, it has to inconvenience us congoers, but for the sake of your safety, which is understandable. I mean, people complain about Otakon having a bag check, but the line flows pretty quickly. You ha- They have like six people checking bags, so they tell you, have your bags open and so forth, you know. They know what they're doing with exactly. it. Now, I, I'm going to read this off. Stop me. Let me know if there's something here that, that you're like, WTF. 
This is their bag policy. Under general, the safety of our attendees, staff, and all of the visitors of Anime Next is of utmost importance. As such, Anime Next continually reviews and adjusts its policies to enhance public safety and make each convention goer's experience a safe one. Seems above board so far. Around the convention center is like this. Bags of all shapes and sizes are allowed in the general convention center areas. Please keep your bags attended at all times during the convention. Any bag left attended may be removed from the premises at staff's discretion. There will not be a bag check available, so be sure that the bags you bring with you into the convention are non-obstructive and remain with you at all times. A cause safety staff member may request to perform a bag search of of any person's bags on premises at any time. The bag search is 100% voluntary. However, refusal to result in cause safety escorting the owner off ba- of the bag off-site. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. They have implemented stop and frisk. Papers, please. I'm not actually that surprised, though, considering the instances, well... Not just of safety, but also theft that have been going on this year. So, which I get. That's... I like how they say that it's 100 percent voluntary, and then immediately contradict themselves. <laughs> I in the know. Rest of the Truth. How the? Whoever put uh, whoever put that in, they kind of need to rework what they just said. How is it voluntary if you if you get kicked? And how is it voluntary to do the bag search? If you're forced, if you're threat, if, if you're looking at getting kicked out of the convention center for saying no, so not voluntary, it, it's voluntary. Exactly. Well, and also considering that though, you have to consider it from a legal technical standpoint because they're going to be held responsible for it. They're just covering their asses legally. Now, so while it is in their paperwork, it's basically to give the congoers a heads up of, hey, so we have this voluntary thing and. There may be some staff members who are communicated to that will obey the fact that it's voluntary, and as long as you don't look like a sketchy motherfucker, they'll let you go along your way. But if you start to look sketch, uh, especially in the instances we've had in the past two or three years of guys basically bringing giant bunches of guns to conventions to kill celebrities, uh, I much prefer that um, to the alternative. Uh, can, 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 can I uh, make a, a racial comment here, please? By all means. Because it is rules, why do I have this feeling a lot of non-white congoers are going to be subjected to voluntary bag checks? Why do Just you think saying. I immediately called it... Why do you think I immediately compared it to stop and frisk? I know. but I'm not, hoping that but, that doesn't happen, and it, I know that that's part of my privilege yeah. of hoping that it doesn't happen for other people, but I definitely also see that side. But I know in this particular instance, it's a technicality for them to cover their asses so that they've basically told all con-goers that this is their policy, see, and so if you break the policy, it's on you. But wait, um, but wait, wait. Itchigo, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Now, the only reason why I explained it in detail, Ari... Not everybody within our Trice area knows what stop and frisk is. Some do, some don't. That's why I kind of expanded on it. Now, I understand rules and regulations. Yeah. I, I get that. I, I totally do. But my issue is I don't want a con staffer checking my shit. 
Now, if it was somebody in security of secure some uh, security that I have no problems with. See, that's my issue. I'd rather be a, somebody who's a trained security person as opposed to a staffer yes. who who watched an online class for an hour to get like a temporary certification. That that I that's, I definitely that's agree. I I would rather a bag check be performed mm -hmm. much more like situations where there is a designated area with a trained set of staffers to do so and it's not just some asshole with a power trip going let me see your bag i need to see in your bag what is that and then i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you this yeah. right now oticon was doing it actually kind of well last year let 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 a staffer power trip me i'm breaking up my phone and i'm gonna start recording right then and there and be like oh you want a power trip let's power trip but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd much rather prefer a trained set of, of, I mean, professionals to a certain point because all staffers are volunteer. I mean, with the exception of the police and, and the emergency staffers and stuff like that, those are tend to be hired. I would much prefer a staffer who is technically trained in how to interact with the public in a security situation mm -hmm. um, than your run-of-the-mill Hobo Joe, who's just here to get his hours so he can have his badge. Like, exactly. I would much rather a, a, a trained staffer, but unfortunately with this particular policy, it looks like it's going to be, they're going to try and communicate it with their staff. Yeah. But as we have seen at many a convention. Yeah, there are staffers who who, who follow the rules and regulations. And you got those, oh, just because they got a staff shirt, they can swing it around like it's a ginormous pickle. Yes, thank you. Mushroom. Thank you. Stick. <laughs> Theo X seventy five says they should have a bag search area before you enter the con, like they do at Disneyland. No search, no entry. Pax East does that. Anime Boston does that. Otakon does that. Okay, it's just that. I mean, it's, I've been to the convention center. They can set a spot up to have to do the bag checks. That would make a lot more sense, but. The problem lies in the fact that when they set up for cosplay pro wrestling, which is like right as soon as you walk in, you have to find a brand new place to do bag checks because that gets crowded just like that. And and while we're on the topic of this too, mm -hmm. I do want to touch on the fact of like the policy procedure about um, if your bag is left alone. <laughs> One, oh boy. Real bad idea. <laughs> and two. Yeah, for how long and how far away are you from the bag before they decide... Up, yoink! That has that has happened to people. That's people have lost badges that way, and people have gotten mad that I've lost that they have to pay full price for a replacement badge. It says it right there. You lose your badge. You to, yeah. I mean, I keep everything in, in my Venus bag around on my back. Oh, believe you me, I would know before stepping off if it's not on me or not. Just saying. And even and that's you yes. as a photographer, right, Ronma? Yes. And, and a reporter and all that yes. stuff. For me, as a cosplayer, if I do not have a handler, then I tend to have a bag that I'm going to keep near me at all times. If I don't have it on my person, around my body, sometimes I'll even make bags to match my cosplay. Yeah. Now, uh, now, but, um, but yeah, you want to keep it behind yeah. your leg or somewhere that you know where it is, because even if you're in a group and there are handlers that are watching the bags, 
in this particular instance, even if it's you're going to an organized photo shoot of Steven Universe or whatever, and there's like a hundred people, and then there's a hundred bags. In this instance, it almost seems like I'm sure that the staff would not judge it this way, but they might see those pile of bags and be like, nope. See, it gives it a little ambiguity, which makes me nervous, but in general, just be mindful of your bags. All right. Now, as Theo says, strap the bag on your body or get a fanny pack. And he also says, bring a transparent bag. There are some gaming cons, that, like, like, like gaming tournaments that they're saying clear bags. I totally get that. Now, looking at what people are saying here, it's a mixed bag. Everybody is on board except for the but random... Sh- hey. <laughs> I didn't realize it till after the fact. Every, basically, everybody's on board up until the fact of the random bag check. That that's that that's what the bulk of what people are are not too thr- thrilled about. And as I said, I think this is a good idea, but these bag checks should be done by out should be done outside at checkpoints by trained security guards and not randomly checked by security volunteers who think they're hot shot security guards because they took a one hour online training class. That's my problem. You want to check my bag before I go? I'm okay with that. I mean, look, the, the NYPD does random bag checks before you even get on the subway. And I, I have never been randomly checked. I could just say no, walk out. I will walk down to the next stop and just go up. Yes, that's me going out of my way, but that's me proving a point. I don't need you to back check my bag. I know what I got. I'm good. Whatever. And Maybe. even if you do use an outside of company or whatever to run bag checks that's not foolproof either you could have assholes working there too true but that is what it is so and people are saying this could this could kind of go bad because i'm just saying i mean if i was a security person and i saw somebody that i couldn't stand and i could force a bag check and see and i know for a fact it's gonna pop it's gonna pop an issue and i can get i can kick them out but you know, well, and, and also in these instances of bag checks, if you do find that you are getting your bag checked, they can't physically get into your bag. Now, so now, so when now. you are packing, like, just make sure that you can pull stuff away so they can see the bottom of the bag, mm-hmm. and it'll make it super fast to get through it for most instances. I mean, hell, I pop an attitude when they do a bag check when I'm at the movie theater. Now, the con chair actually spoke about this about hour and a half ago, give or take. He says, con safety staff will be identified by their staff shirts, which will either be red or yellow. Yellow denoting team seniority. Wow. Mm. All convention staff members are over the age of 18. No one should be concerned about bias searches as we have a very diverse staff of all walks of life, and many of the individuals on our team have professional experience. Yes, you can have a professional team of people, but that still does not stop some of them from being biased little fucks. Just saying. Let me finish. No. Wait. Okay. And the fourth rule is bag checks will only be conducted if there's probable cause and any incidents pertaining to random searches will be documented in a con safety incident report, which can be reviewed by several different teams. Now, here's my thing. If they check somebody and it gets reported, that person should have the right to get a copy of that report. And, you, you know, because you're accusing them of doing something, it's the, it's the other side. All I, I know is this I wonder, is ter- if wonder if they'll uh, be uh, publicly viewable, too. They should be, but, you know. But you understand, it. it is a private organization, so they can do as they will, which is kind of like, 
the part we can kind of fudge shit around, you know. I just want to make sure I heard you right when you said the uh, there was another part of the policy you were just talking about that said something about body searches. No, I didn't say nothing. No, not, you probably heard me wrong. I didn't say anything oh, okay. about body search. No. Oh, okay. I thought there was no. a part in the policy right oh, above no, the body. Oh no, 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 let 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 a con staffer touch me for a body search. I know. I They're was going, gonna say they oh, are going oh, to oh, catch oh. a they will catch a roundhouse kick to the skull. I'll be like, oh, god damn it! I gotta hide you now from the rest of the con. Let's just get out of here before we all get thrown out. But yeah, I guess Listen. they'll see how it turns out this year. Mm -hmm. And most likely, we will probably be there, and we'll let you know how things were, so... Yeah. Anywho, Ari, tell us about this, this cyberpunk made cafe. And I kind of want to go, and Ichigo, if you somehow make your way there... Please take pictures or something. Uh, I'll try, yes. but unfortunately, a lot of cafes in Japan, and unless you've got a good translator, you I, really can't get any photos. I know. I'm just saying. I mean, if you could, that would be great. If not, I totally understand. Cause I, I kind of want to go to this cafe. Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. We got a uh, Japanese maids in thigh high stockings ready to take you to the year 2045. Sounds good so far, but is it going to be good 2005 or dystopia 2045? Depends on which uh, book or series you are reading or watching. Yeah. <clears throat> With so many maid cafes in Tokyo, it can be hard to pick just one to visit if you're pressed for time on a tight itinerary. Now, though the choice is easy, as the Japan's most popular maid cafe, Akivizatai Ryoiki, has just opened her fourth branch in Akihabara, and this one boasts a cyberpunk kawaii fusion theme that combines a world of maids with the future. Mm. The new cafe... <clears throat> pardon me. The new cafe aims to capture Akihabara's techno-cool image in this design, taking inspiration from futuristic films like Ghost in the Shell, Blade Runner, Evangelion, and Macros. Oh, so wait, that answers my wait, question wait. from earlier. Hey, Evangelion is cyberpunk? I thought it was Evo at best. Huh. <laughs> Anyhow, <clears throat> Akiba Zetai is listed to help the Japanese illustrators and bring the cafe together, using their talents to create artwork on the menu, crockery, and interior wall markings. Zetai Ryoki translates to absolute territory and is used to, used to refer to the exposed thigh area between skirt and thigh high stocking. Bless. <laughs> God damn it. What? No, no, no. no I, I, I knew that was coming. Well, as the saying goes, time for church. <laughs> it, 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 it's my religion and there's a lot of people on my personal Facebook who also follow that religion as well <laughs> anyhow like their other branches he's made here just to show up this absolute territory with this outfits designed by illustrator Ryosuke Fukai and I will post a link into the chat so y'all can look at what I'm referring to have fun with that. And let's see. The cyberpunk theme extends to the menu, which includes meals like the Omakuri plate, which is about twelve ninety nine or 1450 yen, designed to look like a dystopian meal from a made cafe in the future. And in an energy bowl containing rice and cream coquettes, which is said to resemble the junk meals enjoyed by characters at food stalls in the cyberpunk genre. Desserts include the strawberry-flavored Moe Cultivation Parfait and the Bride Summoning Cake I'm sorry, the what? Mm. 
which features Nia, but it's been summoned up through the magic summoning circle printed on the plate. I, 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 I mean, if you look at the par- look at the parfait, I like the fact that it's in like a scientific beaker, you know, type thing. Yeah, graduated cylinder. Thank you. That's uh, what it is. Yeah, I think that's really cool. One of the most impressive things about the new branch is the fact that Neil will be projected as a hologram outside a cafe where we'll be performing a cute moe gesture attack the attract the attentions of passers-by. The hologram's first for Akihabara and fits in nicely with the cyberpunk theme of the cafe. And they have website and, and all, which is a... And you can all visit at the end of the website. Uh, hours are 12 to 10 p.m. every day, I think. And the last order is 9.30 p.m. Cute. So, yeah, it does look like a lot of fun. Though I've kind of started to lose my taste for dystos- dystopic uh, world, is irre- irre- like, world has irrevocably gone to shit type of uh, futuristic stories. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like like miss like like I guess I'm like pining for because we grew up like we uh oh shit how how may I say this by the time like science fiction started rolling around when uh you know I could I could pro- mostly get into it the uh, the trend for uh positive you know bright and shiny optimistic everything's gonna be awesome in the future. Yeah, all that stuff got up. They got pushed aside for everything is shit. The world is shit. Get over it. Yeah, it went from like the the pro technology of the fifties, sixties, and and somewhat into the seventies to this kind of rehashing of it in the late nineties, early two thousands of this kind of dystopian future and like Mad Max. And, and Dune and all that kind of stuff, like the sci-fi planetary stuff. Well, I'm I'm, I'm not tired of it yet, but I definitely see that a lot. Well, how I just about... don't I, just with the world going to shit as a like it, it's, it's too people, real. Yeah, some of this shit's striking a little close to home. See, that reminds me of a tweet that Sesame Street put out asking which character you want to be stuck on a. Uh, Deserted Island went, yeah, the tweets got were a little bit too real for my tastes. But, how about we go from dark and dystopic to cute, adorable, and fluffy? Oh you're, my gonna, God, how you're changing gears so quickly, you're going to burn out the transmission. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. Join my Bosuzoku gang. We're going to get ready to vroom vroom here. Go beat up some post postal boxes and shit. Um... <laughs> Hello Kitty is going to celebrate their 45th anniversary at the Sanrio Expo in 2019 with cute plushes and goods. Yay! So, uh, Sanrio has been cranking out some of the world's most beloved mascot characters for decades now. The most recent uh, one of being Agretzko. Uh, and the queen of the corporation is none other than the adorable Miss Kitty White, also known as Hello Kitty. Not to be confused with Betty White, who will live on forever. Um, but each new year comes with a new batch of gorgeous goods for all of the company's flagship franchises. So how better to showcase those upcoming products than with the yearly Sanrio Expo? Members of the public have to enter a lottery to the, attend the Expo, but don't worry. Uh, Sora News 24, who is reporting this article, sent their own Japanese-language reporter, Mariko Ohana Batake, 
to bring back all the juiciest gossip about Kitty and her entourage. This year marks Kitty's 45th anniversary and also the 45th anniversary for My Melody and Little Twin Stars. Um, but their anniversary will happen next year. Uh, Sanrio cooked up a whole range of fun lines for the coming months. So basically, gird your wallets, Kawaii uh, merch lovers. Um, you will be broke by next fall. Um, <laughs> shelves are filled with updates to some classic lines, including the stylish 80s monochrome lineup, the 90s pink quilted goods, and some of the first products to show Kitty facing to the side. Even some special variants like the tan Hawaiian Hello Kitty were on show, which actually caused a bit of controversy because people were afraid of it becoming like blackface. Mm. Um, yeah, super fun. Uh, but of course, the 45th anniversary will bring out its own brand spanking new line. The feature here is Kitty wearing some groovy red glasses with pedal-tastic frames, and you can even buy yourself a pair to match her. Um, not as cool as my heart ones, but you can try Hello Kitty. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Naturally, there was a glass case filled with sparkly trinkets. And uh, for those who have a little more spending money, because they do work with brands like Gucci and Chanel, I believe. Ooh, so they had things that were well in the 80 to 140 $200 range, if you're nasty. <laughs> um, and if, if you wouldn't, it wouldn't be Kitty if it didn't have a collaboration. Um, so she, they collaborated with the cute bee mascot from the tea company, Karel Chapek, and, and the signature tea flavor is apple, of course. She's famously three apples tall, after all. The expo also promoted the up, upcoming Sanrio Gate, Gift Gate Asakusa, that will be opening Tokyo's Asakusa District this April, and Kitty Print Rickshaws make a striking impression. Following off that old world classical Japan theme, guests were treated to a sneak peek of some items, including uh, cute toasty confectionaries featuring various characters. And while they owe a lot to Kitty, they can't neglect the company's other characters, and not least my Melody, who will be turning 45 herself next year. Wow. She's looking very pretty in pink and has a gorgeous spread of fancy purses and handbags to save up for and cry over when you can't afford them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in general, uh, she's also getting a collaborative action too with from uh, featuring Susie's Zoo. And according to the expo, there's also going to be uh, her own radio show, My Mellow Therapy. Wow. Basically, uh, she'll be helping young girls to nurture their hearts and dreams and soothe listeners with her soft, cute voice. Also, uh, cinnamon roll and pom pom pudding and uh, karopi. So there's going to be a lot of stuff, uh, including Guritama sneakers, Batsmaru bags, Angyodan stuff for those who like the kappa kind of thing, pochako. There's so many characters. I, I forget how many characters they always have. The and, expo also. And while Spice says, Therapy for after you spend all that money. Heck, it is. We call that retail therapy and then regret therapy. Uh, the Expo also had limited edition sweets, fashion cuter than cute shapes. Oh, like a pom-pom purin butthole cake pop. That's fun. Um, that but yeah. sounded weird. It There's a cake pop that looks like dog butt. Hey. Um, 
But yeah, basically you can go to Kitty's YouTube channel for more updates if you're interested in any further details. I'm kind of sad that there's no cafe, but I'm sure I'd be able to find Hello Kitty Cafe when we go. But I'm excited. But uh, yeah, sounds good. You know, I don't really think of Hello Kitty when I hear the word entourage because that has the chance to be a very horrible image in your head. Well, at least it wasn't mine. <laughs> now, before we get to our next topic, uh, Ichigo, I have a question. Mm. What does If You Nasty is a reference to? Because it's not the first time I've heard that. Uh, it's it's Nasty Boys by Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah. it's Nasty Boys by Janet Jackson. That's, that's traditionally where a lot of people get it from. That's okay. where I got mine all right, from. All right, okay. My yes. name isn't Baby, it's Janet. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cause, um... Thank you, Ari. <laughs> God, I, just, I love it that he's the one that he's just like, bam, bam, bam. I'm like, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. I, I think everybody knows. My older it. sister was like, loved, Jan- loved playing that stuff in the uh, uh, late 80s. I, I, oh, yeah. I think everybody on staff knows that everybody on staff is blacker than me, so, you know. <laughs> Hi, I'm Pale. I don't know if you know, Are but I haunt this house. I am a ghost. They don't have makeup for this shade of me, okay? I, mean, I am what they call Beyond Ivory. Because um, um, there's an, another podcast I listen to, and I got to check for an episode, uh, Shaking and Crying, that's hosted by Rob Roberts and Aria S- Snark. And she goes, I'm Aria Snark, Victoria if you're nasty. So I yeah. thought it was a reference to a most recent pop culture thing, okay? I, okay. I, I thought I thought it was a reference to RuPaul's Drag Race or something. I don't know. That's what I thought. Ron was so. just embarrassed because he's eighties behind his memes. <laughs> you are so lucky you're not going to be at Zenkai Con this weekend. Yay! He's already broken. We haven't gotten to the Japan stuff. No, yet. I'm not broken. It's more like he's seething. He's seething with anger. Angst. <laughs> <laughs> But enough about that. Let's go from some angst to some more happy-go-lucky stuff with Sailor Moon. There we go. Uh, we talked about this on prior episodes about the 4D attraction at Universal Studios Japan. They're adding a new chapter to the Sailor Moon event sh- event that they have. They call Sailor Moon the Miracle 4D. They're adding the Outer Senshi. Yay! Awesome. And it will have a brand new story. This 4D film will take place during a soiree at the Moon Palace. The Ten Guardians will save Sailor Moon herself and help awaken her powered-up form. Now, the Moon Palace chapter launches at the Osaka theme park on May 31st and will run to August 25th. It's part of Universal's Cool Japan attractions. The park will sell original Universal Heart compacts during the film's run. Oh, I can see them going for good money on eBay. Hundreds? Yeah, thousands. No, if, not thousands. If it's hundreds. limited enough. Like I said, there's a place that has a heart compact going for 800 bucks, and if you look at the box, it's a, <sighs> no, it's a bootleg knockoff from China. Ouch. Ouch. Yes. Now, part of the Cool Japan attractions, uh, Universal Japan has other rides and themed, and themed restaurants dedicated to Lupin III, Detective Conan, Godzilla, Attack on Titan, and Neon Genesis Evangelion. Get in the 4D ride, Shinji. <laughs> you can actually see the angst. 
<laughs> Alright. Someone's gotta try and touch a hologram. Like, you mustn't run away, Shinji. Ooh. I give people way too little credit sometimes, don't I? Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> and speaking of credit, show off the credit for these trophies, okay? <clears throat> the World Cosplay Summit's One Piece Cosplay King Grand Prix will offer 3D printed trophies of the winning cosplay outfits. <clears throat> and there'll be a crystal trophy for the grand prize runner and original original trophies for the three runner-ups. The official website has also posted videos from One Piece voice actors and contest judges Toshio Furukawa, who is Ace, and Toru Furuya, who is Sabo, encouraging fans to submit their entries. And registration opened on January 7th and will last until March 30th. So, TikTok people. Celebrate the TV anime's 20th anniversary, the WCS is recruiting 21 Piece cosplayers from around the world. Nine characters from the Strike crew and 11 others. The 20 selected will appear at the World Cosplay Summit in 2019 in Nakano on August 3rd, where they compete for the title of Grand Prix Champion. <clears throat> and you have to be registered at Cosplayers Global to post a photo of yourself with the hashtag OPCosplayKing. The World Cosplay Summit is a festival that kicked off in 2003. Cosplayers from around the world represent their country in the event to decide the world's best cosplay. And last year, rep representatives from 38 countries and regions competed for the largest WCS event to date. Now, to answer um, Bob Coffey's question, has an American team ever won WCS? No. We have come close. We have won second place. We have gotten, I believe, third and some runner-ups. But we have not walked away with the gold. You know? That sucks. Eh. <sighs> I know people who are diehard, dedicated, wanting to win this. And I mean, as hard as these cosplayers work for this, they should just give them friggin' belts, like championship belts, and have them come back the following year with a new cosplay to defend their titles. I I I'm all about that. You just but, know someone's going to try and use the belt as a weapon. Well, maybe the luchadors from Team Mexico. Ha! I meant just, you know, the classic belt shot, knock them out. You know, I'm thinking pro wrestling terms again. Sorry. Maybe, maybe, but um, but you know, we're down to the last story. Take it away, Ari. <clears throat> uh, let's see, Jane, uh, Jane Novel Club licenses Full Metal Panic light novel series. Uh, Jane Novel Club announced on Sunday that license Shoji Gato's Full Metal Panic light novel series. While Tokyo, Pop, while Tokyo Pop previously published four volumes of the novels, J-Novel Club stated that it will be a complete retranslation. They added that it's licensed all 12 volumes of the main novel series and stated that it will hopefully be successful enough to support the sequel and spin-offs. A novel series centers on Kaname Chidori, a girl who enjoys fame and notoriety in her high school for a striking personality. She is unaware that numerous groups are targeting her due to suspected as one of the whispered a group of people with special abilities. The counter-terrorist unit Mithril sends elite soldier Sosuke Sakara as her bodyguard, posting as a high school student the entire time. The, the original full Metal Panic light novel series debuted in 98, and Fujimi Shobo published in the series' 12th and final novel on the main series in 2011. It has more than 11 co million copies in print. <clears throat> the franchise inspired the 24-episode full Metal Panic TV anime series in 2002, the 12, an anime, like the 12 episode 
Full Metal Panic? Question mark. From Fumofu TV anime in 2003, and the 13th episode Full Metal Panic Second Raid TV anime series in 2005. Additionally, the light novels inspired the Full Metal Panic Second Raid video anime episode in 2006, and Gonzo animated the 2002 animated series, and Kyoto animated the two sequel series and the video, the video anime. A new television anime titled Full Metal Panic Invisible Victory premiered last May, which Crunchyroll streamed and Funimation streamed as an English dub. It sounds like one of those series that I should have seen or yes. gotten or, you know, heard of, but I mean, I've heard of it, but I haven't like a... I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I'm in the same boat. It's one of those series I've, I've been meaning to watch, but I never got around to it. And I know mm-hmm. there was a, that new series. I still didn't get a chance to get around to watching that either, so I'm just like, damn. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you did, Chidori. <laughs> and I just realized there is one more story. I got so discombobulating, so my bad on that one. So, the last story of tonight before we go to Meanwhile in Japan. Um, the Osamatsu sextuplets sex are going to appear in an episode of Black Clover. Oh, boy. I mean, the show was pretty good for what it was, but I didn't finish watching it. Sorry. I just looked like the same the screen cap they showed. It looks like they just took a normal character body from the normal art style of the show and just photoshopped one of the Osamatsu's uh, head onto it. Well, that's probably what they did, but basically what they're saying is that... <clears throat> um, the, 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 there's is a is a collab between Black Clover and Osamatsu-san. The campaign debuted with that screenshot that, that you saw, as well as an appearance by Matsuno sextuplets in episode 76, uh, which should be airing in, uh, next week. The uh, the film for Osamatsu-san opened up in Japan on Friday. The film centers around the brothers at a high school class reunion where they realize all of their friends and classmates have become actual adults with actual lives. So the sex couples go back home, sulk, and drink till they pass out. And when they wake up, a certain scene awaits them, which is what we're looking at, more or less. Now, the Black Clover anime premiered in Japan uh, October 2017. And the show was originally for 51 episodes, but it went into another season of another 52 episodes. Crunchyroll is streaming the series. Funimation is streaming the English dub. And it was on Adult Swim uh, two years ago. Okay. I mean, it's got good music, but it's one of those shows from... Also, Monster was an anime from the 60s, and I, between you and me, I don't think it kind of translated well into modern time. It didn't age well? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Now for the good stuff. I want to take the first one. Quote, unquote, good stuff. We're going through all five of them? No, actually, two of them are connected together. And damn it, I wanted to take the first one. It's okay. It's Yay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'll take the second one. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ari, you, you, you can take the third one. That's the, that's the latest one. 
Okay, then. All right, guys, get ready for a wild ride because this is going to be some weird ash. <laughs> you got the weird part right. Um, so, an anime cosplayer burglar rested in Japan can't stop dressing up or stealing. Mm. Get in the damn prison cells, Shinji. In the current otaku culture boom, there are more opportunities than ever for fans to cosplay. Aside from major anime-related conventions like the twice-a-year Comiket, there's an increasing number of local events that allow fans to dress up as characters from their favorite animated series and movies. But Tetsuya Fujisawa is doing what he can to take cosplay to a bold new venue, Home Burglary. The 37-year-old Fujisawa, a resident of Iz Izuka in Fukuoka Prefecture, has been arrested and indicted on charges of breaking into a home two towns over in, in Manakata at the time of the break-in, which took place on February 6th. Izuka was wearing an Evangelion cosplay outfit modeled on the plug suit uniforms of the anime's mecha pilot characters that they wear. Underneath that, he had on a woman's one-piece swimsuit and black tights. It looks like an anime convention booth, but it's actually a public display of police evidence. Mm -hmm. And they have the costume on a dummy. Fujisawa, who, judging from the color scheme of his Eva outfit, is Kaoru, uh, is accused of stealing some 17,000 yen, or about $150 in cash, from the home, whose occupants were out at the time of the burglary. That's a pretty modest haul, but would still be enough to purchase a couple decent quality Evangelion figures. <laughs> oh, the puns. Police have also named Fujisawa as a suspect in a total of 10 burglaries that have taken place in the area since the start of the year. If convicted, this will be the least of, uh, at least, Fujisawa's second student in prison, as he previously served time for, you guessed it, burglaries committed while wearing cosplay outfits. In his previous heists, he wore outfits such as sexy bunny girl getup and a Spider-Man costume. The Marvel superhero outfit is a strange choice for criminal activities, but maybe Fujisawa was confused by the way the Japanese TV series Spider-Man was fond of calling him Emissary of Hell, or got the character mixed up with the real-life Osaka criminal dubbed Spider-Man by the police. <clears throat> Given Fujisawa's previous MO, Investigators are working off the theory that he was also doing cosplay at the time of the other burglaries from the years he suspected of carrying out. Now, at this point, some of you might be wondering how accurate it is to call what Fujisawa did cosplay. After all, it's not unusual for criminals to wear disguises when pulling a job, right? But there are a few critical factors to take into account. First, during Fujisawa's Evangelion break-in, there's no mention of him wearing a mask, hood, or any other sort of face covering that would mask his identity. Second, during his questioning by the police, Fujisawa told them, when I... Sorry, I need a second. When I dress up like this, I want to break into people's houses and steal things. Quote, unquote. In other words, according to Fujisawa himself, it's the desire to cosplay that comes first and the impulse to steal that comes later. That unusual clothing-related compulsion might be leading him back to wearing a prison uniform for a while, but maybe to him, it's just another form of cosplay. I have, well, now three things after hearing that last bit. There's, number one, this guy sounds like he was being a Marvel 
comic book criminal by dressing up a sp Spider-Man to frame the actual Spider-Man for, you know, you know, for to get him arrested and shit, and uh, give a uh, JJ. J. Jonah Jameson, another aneurysm. <laughs> number <clears throat> number two, that little crack about him cosplaying in jail. Well, he's going to be Cody from Street Fighter Alpha Three, or and, any of the kids from the the recent jail anime. Mm -hmm. And oh, thirdly, Nanbaka. Yeah. Yeah. And thirdly, and this is one that's been haunting me throughout this article. I can't picture like. Picturing Shinji in prison is just motherfucker. They pass around hip people like him as currency in prison. <laughs> wow. I mean, this this tops the art that that screenshot of that one Sasuke cosplayer who was taken out in handcuffs at Baname or SDCC one year. You're being you're under arrest for being a fucking weeaboo. <laughs> Or something like that. I forget what the actual mm -hmm. caption was. Now, moving from that to something that <laughs> maybe I spoke too soon. Given this article, they can set up shop at any American convention and get as much power as they need because there's a whole lot of them there, brother. Damn, but... you're going straight for the low blows, aren't you? <laughs> for most people, low for most guys, a low blow is the best sensual feeling they've ever had. <sighs> yeah. It seems that a Japanese porn company called Soft on Demand, they want to use virgin power to create electricity for a romantic Tokyo event. Powered by virgins? I only get nothing from the three of us. Facts. <laughs> now, they want to do this on March 14th, which is White Day, which is the opposite of Valentine's Day in Japan. This is like in Japan, Valentine's Day, the girls give the guys gifts. White Day, the guys give girls gifts. And in some places in the U.S., it's also known as Steak and BJ Day. That's not <laughs> there. Yeah, there's an actual website for it, so. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. <sighs> now, in Tokyo Shibuya neighborhood, the company Soft and Demand is setting up this white day light display with a romantic pink heart right there. But it's not just a romance that they want to promote. They want to promote clean energy. Um, if they're getting virgins, this energy won't be clean. <laughs> I just Don't run a black light over it. <laughs> and you thought I was bad. I think Mako-chan possessed me there for a second. <laughs> well, no, I know. Like, that's that's what you don't do if you go and see. Uh, that's what I'm not going to be doing when I go to places like n n was it n something Broadway or look at used figurines. Yeah, I have, like, maybe one used figurine. I'm just like, if I run a black light, I'm going to kick that person's butt. But anywho, that's why you don't stay at a Ramada or a holiday or a day's in. But anywho. Now, 
Soft on Demand is actually Japan's premier supplier of online pornography, which is probably the reason why they want to promote this. But they want to promote clean energy because since electricity that powers the light comes not from the city's power grid, but from volunteers peddling electricity generating stationary bikes. Huh. As the way it goes, the people peddling these bikes are wearing VR headsets. And they'll be... And we already know they're not going to be seeing, like, cycling paths or mountain courses and stuff like that. But they'll be watching VR videos of Japanese adult video actress Tina Nanami. She's not bad looking. And Hinata Koizumi. Again, oh, she's really cute. Just saying. Now, the idea of this is by watching suggested VR videos of beautiful women, the writers will feel a surge of energy, which will translate into more vigorous pedaling, with part of the electricity being produced channeling back into the powering the VR displays, and the rest lighting up the illuminated pink heart decoration. Well, one of the pedals will be pedaling, just saying. <laughs> but there is one final kink to the system which Soft on Demand is specifically asking for virgins to participate, citing their desire to utilize their spurting energy that has nowhere else to go. Well, it depends on how you angle that, how you arc the angle of that energy. It's turning more and more into a slow motion car crash with every sentence. <laughs> but... They're not asking for proof of virginity, thankfully. So you just gotta step up, basically. Now the VR, or maybe some pretentious person will be like, "Hey, you're a virgin. Get on this bike." Hold on, (laughs) what? (laughs) Now, the VR videos shown aren't won't be full blown pornography, but the organized zoo promised that they will have simulated kisses from the from the actresses as rewards for your hard. Hard work. Is this gonna be like that hosiery thing again? I don't think so. And now they'll also be on hand to take photos with participants for after doing these bikes run sessions. This will be on March 14th, which already happened, from 5 to 11 on Denigenzawa Street and Shibuya. And I bet it might have been a real long line. Alright, Ichigo. Hey, what was the next business? I thought I was taking the one. I thought it was Ari. Alright, Ari, go for it. Remember, the next two are tied together. Sorry. <clears throat> okay. A Japanese teen wins the right to change his name from the, to, from his lordship the prince to something less flowery. <clears throat> After years of embarrassment, Ojisawa Akaike finally has a new name. On the last day of February, Japanese Twitter user Akahie underscore hard type turned 18 and he got a very special present. Didn't come from a family member or friend, though. This present came from the municipal governor of Kofu, the capital of Yamanashi Prefecture. See, Akahike is indeed his family name, but his given name obviously isn't hard type. Somehow somehow the name his parents gave him was even more awkward, Ojisama, which means his lordship the prince. 
To clarify, Oji itself is a Japanese word for prince, which would be an embarrassing enough name to have in the first place. I don't know, say that the prince fielder. <clears throat> but Akaike's legal name, Oji Sama, included the extra deferential honorific Sama. I mean, for, for example, when he got letters in the mail, they're addressed to Oji Sama Sama. Uh. <clears throat> the story of how Akaike got Sawa's name is a sad one, too. When he was born, his mom decided to name him Ojisama, despite his dad's objection to the extremely flowery name. His parents were divorced, and Akiyika grew up being laughed at while he had to introduce himself, and also the only stigma that he must be an eccentric attention seeker, or have some sort of superiority complex because of his arist aristocratic name. <clears throat> Finally, he decided he had enough and, sub and submitted an application to legally change his name on the basis that it was unusual enough to be affecting the quality of his life. March 5th, he got a response from the Kofu family court system <clears throat> approving his request to cast off Oji-sama and so he's now Hajime Akaike. So he says he's now largely estranged from his mother who remained following her divorce from his father and subsequently left her second husband. What a charmer. However, they have at least enough contact to make to make sure she knows about the change and is upset that, she's, that he's gotten rid of the moniker she chose for him. His father and the other is on the hand, is happy to accept his son's desire for a less ostentatious name, as are many online commenters. Nice to meet you, Hajime. What a moving story. Your mom didn't just name you Prince, but his lordship, the, you know, and so on and so on. I mean, that's like when you have, like, when parents give their kids, like, these really fancy names, and you're just like, stop it. Mm hmm. Even an unusual spelling of a quote unquote normal name. You ever meet somebody who spells Brian B R Y E N? No, but I might find someone like that on my job or something like that. Who knows? <clears throat> At the same time, he's not upset over his previous name. He's going to force his friend to stop using it. As he's told at least one pre existing Twitter acquaintance, you can keep calling me OG if you like. He also points out individuals can, peti can petition to change their name from the age of 15 when legal adult becomes a 20. And that's what. And that's what, and that while he's apparently the first person in Yamanashi to be granted permission to do so, is embarrassing. Now that there's a legal precedent, it should be easier for others to do the same. And he writes his, his new name, Hajime, with the kanji for beginning, with a secondary meaning of correction. I love the double meaning of that. That's, that's really cool. Apropos is all hell. Mm. And hopefully this won't be, uh, as bad as the other one. <clears throat> so, uh, let's see. A man named by pr parents Prince legally changed his name to Idolmaster Cinderella, a girl's character. Yeah, that, there's, that story tells a little bit more in detail of what was going on, so. This isn't the, is this the same guy? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> see, Akiko is 18 told Yahoo News that the name of kanji spelling is, is inspired by Hachime Fukujiwaba an Idolmaster Cinderella Girl's character. However, the name was also inspired by Hajime Kawakami, a Japanese Marxist economist of the Taisho and early Showa periods. On Twitter, Akaike made a joke about how he had accidentally let slip his Idolmaster fandom to the news organization. As you do. Right. Akaike also appeared on Nippon TV program Sukiki. Sukiri. Sukiri, there we go. 
Zakiri on March 11th shares some of the circumstances behind his decision to change his name. He was named by his mother, parents are now divorced. We'll often tease me and child for having the name Prince because it sounds like a fictional character's name. And when he was in the ninth grade, he realized it was possible to legally change his own name through the manga series Kochira Katsushika Ku Kame Ari Koen Mei Hatsu Hashu Shoujo. This is the police station in front of the Kaminari Park in Kaku Katsushika Ward. He decided to wait until he had finished high school to apply for a name change so the one to confuse his friends. So yeah, he was a uh, while while the initial you know, the meaning behind the kanji was a uh, nice and solid. He accidentally let slip that he is an Idolmaster fan. Whoopsie doodle. Oh, well, at least you're not using Bible Black as a as a inspiration for a new name. Uh. It can always get worse, and in this segment, it often gets worse. That's the truth. All right, so who's taking this last one? Is it me? Yep, go for it. All right, so. Tokyo man arrested for stealing work boots from a poultry factory because they, quote, turn him on. I give up. Suspect gives a bad name to all lovers of disgusting boots. That's a weird superlative. <laughs> at about 4 a.m. at a poultry processing plant in the Adachi ward of Tokyo, a shadowy figure entered a building where the employees stored their boots at the end of a hard, sweaty day's work. The sinister bandit admired the footwear before plucking two pairs and stuffing them into his knapsack. However, his insatiable lust for recently used long rubber boots was to be his downfall. Having already hit this factory before and stolen 12 pairs in previous heists, police grew wise to his hustle and had an officer stake out the facility. So, just as the thief rode away from the factory on his bicycle, he was stopped by the cop who searched his bag and found the ill-gotten boots. According to Tokyo Metropolitan Police, 53-year-old Hiroyuki Kamio admitted to the crime, saying, I like working men's boots. Uh. A simple confession. And yet, it really says it all, doesn't it? Netizens in Japan always enjoy bizarre perv stories, and if there were an Oscar for such a thing, this would probably be a frontrunner. Some quotes from Japanese netizens include, That's quite a pervert right there. Shouldn't it be about the man inside the boots? So, did he like the smell? What else could it be? Not sneakers or dress shoes. It had to be those boots. Is he part golden lab? <laughs> Maybe he's, he just has a keen interest in the food processing industry. Hell, I'd sell him my boots for $50. Say what? Not to kink shame here. I mean, if smelling and caressing the scent of various fungi and bacteria stewing in a tepid environment of a sealed rubber boot that has been stomping through raw chicken entrails is your thing, more power to you. But it's important that you source your nasty boots the right way, through legal channels. This is not only out of respect for the property of others, but to ensure the quality of your filthy footwear. Perhaps... The real horror story of this case is that the suspect couldn't even be sure that those boots belonged to men. Meat processing seems like it'd be a relative unisex occupation compared to other factory work such as cheese factory or mosquito breeding facilities. 
And he's done this before. Twelve pairs. Was it twelve incidents altogether, or did he take multiple pairs per... I am thinking way too much about this. Yeah. Yes, you are, Ari. I think we're at that time. Yeah. Think so? Yes, please. Agree. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know... And the thing, the cosplay article was supposed to be part of the general rundown. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I think we're at that point. We're basically done. Stick a fork yeah. in us. We're done. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. So we do it for the fun of it, and we tell you what we like and don't like. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com, where we post links to our weekly video, I mean, weekly podcast convention reports, anime reviews, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay tutorials, and other cool stuff. So definitely check us out at AnimeJamSession.com. Um, let's see what else we got here. Lovely, lovely podcasts. Besides the fact that we post our show every week on our site, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, any program you use to look for podcasts. Just put in Anime Jam Session, you'll find us. And don't forget, we're on social media. You can find us under YouTube.com, Twitter.com, and Facebook.com for Anime Jam Session. And I have a few uh, convention videos I do need to upload, so I will be taking care of that in the, uh, in the coming weeks. So, to everyone that follows us on those social sites, thank you. We appreciate it. We could not do this show without you. So, we're going to go around the room. Last words. Ichigo. Well, it was nice to see you guys this week. I'm excited for my trip to Japan, and uh, for now, I'll say sayonara. Last words, Ari. I'm still thinking about that farmer's market in Lancaster across from the convention hall. I'm looking forward to it. My last uh, Of course, the, the con itself, but you know what I mean. I got you. My last words is, I think I need a new show, a new stand for my monitor so I can fix the webcam and I'm going to finish all my packing so that is it end of list we'll be back next week at 9.30pm with a brand new episode and we'll be talking about Zenkai Con so if you're going come up and say hi to us if not come join us next week we want to hear from you so we're going to get out and out of here so I'm Ranma I'm Ari and I'm Ichigo great fight great night see you next week Good night, everybody. Bye. I knew I'd forget something. God damn it. Everything's been just so hectic this, has, this whole week. Say good night, Ichigo.
Good night, Ichigo. You smart ass. I think she had muted by then, but okay. No, she did it on purpose. Look at her. Oh, I said, good night, Mako-chan. Rhonda and Ari, enjoy your con crunch. <laughs> good night. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs> <laughs>